0: As a confidant and coach to business leaders, I know a lot of people who are rich and miserable, and those on the opposite side of the spectrum. So let's pull it all together, shall we? We'll explore the intersection between wealth and joy. We'll look at the psychology, spirituality, and practicality of money, plus some of the things that make up a truly lucrative lifestyle. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this, is The Lucra Life. Today is December 31st, 2021, and if you are listening to this right now, you made it. And I don't mean to be glib about that, but the last few years have been very, very difficult. There have been a lot of great things as well, but my goodness, have there been some challenges. So you are here. I am grateful for that. And my hope is that we can look forward together to an even brighter, happier, more peaceful, more lucrative 2022. On this episode, I wanted to go over the top five podcasts of this previous year, also my top five reads you all know that I love books, and wrap it up then with a few personal highlights. So first, about the podcasts. Episode number 53 was actually a recast of my conversation with Barbara Hewson, formerly known as Barbara Stani. She is a brilliant writer and educator who has been able to combine the conversation about wealth and spirituality in one of the best ways that I have seen. She is fantastic. I highly recommend her book, Sacred Success. That one I think is one of her best. And that was an awesome conversation. In episode number 61, I spoke with my friend, Marnie Kinris. Marnie is the wing girl. Her program, Wing Girl Method, is essentially its own little empire online. She has been doing online business for a long time, longer than many people that I know. And she has really created something powerful in terms of online products, as well as coaching. She shared about that experience, some of the highs and the lows. And also, we talked about real life. She is a mother of two young boys. She's married. So, she has a marriage to maintain. I mean, there's a lot going on when we try to focus so much on our business, but we also have this very full, very active rest of our life and how to balance all this stuff. So, that was an awesome conversation. Episode number 76, then, was Becoming a Lucrative Speaker. That one was also a recast from my husband's show, The Sean Stevenson Show. That was one of his episodes called Six Steps to Becoming a Six-Figure Speaker. Now, what I love about the fact that we recorded so much of his wit and wisdom is that many people have said that Sean was the best speaker they have ever seen in their entire lives. And I'm like, thank goodness that we have all this to continue to share with the world so that his wisdom uh, did not die with him, but it is still available. So that was episode 76. And the final two happened to be my two favorite Aussies. (laughs) I spoke with Melinda Kale on episode 63, and Rob Malicki on episode 60. Both of those two are very successful. Mel has been running a marketing firm for many, many, many years and just recently sold her company and went out on her own, which is a delight to me. I'm so excited for her. But we talked about everything on that podcast. And then Rob has been on this like year-long tour of the whole continent of Australia after his company kind of blew up in the pandemic. So that was another amazing conversation. So again, those episodes were number 63 and number 60. You can listen and learn from those two. I just want to thank you all for listening to any of these episodes. It is always a delight for me to see the rankings of this little show as it goes around the world. Not that long ago, it was ranking in Oman. It was in the top 10 in Kenya recently, which is just so, so cool. So huge gratitude to each one of you listening. I so appreciate you. So let's talk about books. It is always hard for me to narrow down my top reads because, one, I love books so much, and I do tend to read a lot. I finished 53 books this year, and those were just the ones that I actually read the whole thing. I have started and am reading a whole bunch of other books, but of those 53, these were my top five. There's both fiction and nonfiction in here, so hopefully, something for everyone. If you haven't read these, I encourage you to check them out. These are in no particular order, but first, The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Now, I had read her other book, Circe, last year, and that was one of my all-time favorite books ever. My mother had recommended The Song of Achilles to me because she had read that one, and oh my goodness, it was so good. I think Madeline Miller is one of the top writers of our time. Just the way that she can put sentences together and draw out emotion, and in addition, tell these Epic Mythic Tales is absolutely extraordinary. Additionally, if you happen to listen to them on audio, they are both Circe and the Song of Achilles narrated just impeccably. They did such a good job. So, the Song of Achilles tells the story, of course, of Achilles and his love with Patroclus and all the adventures that those two get into. It is stunning. I loved it. Another fictional tale is Hamnet, which I didn't realize at first was a telling of the story of Hamlet. So that was kind of a shock to me. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but that one, I had heard a lot about it. Also a recommendation from my mother. She is a very big reader as well. She had told me about it. I was listening to it. And for the majority of the book, I was kind of like, you know, it's good, but not mind-blowing. And then the end, I was just blown away at the end. Again, I just absolutely loved it. That one is by Maggie O'Farrell. And I will link to all of these books if you want to check them out on my site. That's at lucra.com. Just go to this episode's post and you can find all of these there. Next on the list is The Psychology of Money. That one is by Morgan Housel. And that one is super intriguing to me because I am always looking at my money mindset. I am very, very aware of when scarcity shows up in my life just because of my past experiences. And this is something that I'm super jazzed to dig into even deeper. I have invited all of the members of the Luca Collective into a year-long deep dive with me through 2022 to really zone in on handling our money mindset. So I'm super excited about that. And the psychology of money was very, very interesting in that regard. Fourth on my list is called What I Learned Losing a Million Dollars. That one is by Jim Paul and Brendan Moynihan. And here's why that one was so impactful to me specifically. As many of you know, just over the last year, I have gotten very into trading. I started in stocks and then moved from there into the futures markets. And I resonated so much with this book because Jim Paul was the trader in the book and Brendan is the author. So the story of Jim Paul, he was talking a lot about how he was generally really good at a lot of things. He was a very smart person and in lots of other things in his life, they just came easy to him. Well, I have found that to be my experience as well. In school, I never had to try really. It was just very simple for me. It was very easy for me to not study. I was one of those kids that like did no homework and was a terrible student, but then could ace the test. So my grades averaged out you know somewhere in the middle for like a zero percent for the homework and a good grade on the test. so I was able thankfully to pass school. but it all came very easy. I didn't have to work at it. This is one of the things that I love so much about trading is I actually do have to work and I love that about business too. Those are like the two main things in my life, entrepreneurialism and being a trader that are not easy and actually take a lot of effort. For me, that is a very different experience. What Jim Paul found in his losing of over a million dollars, and I'm just like, thank goodness that I am able to learn from other people before I go and lose a million dollars. But it was all this stuff based in ego, thinking that like, I just don't wanna be wrong, right? I just don't wanna take a loss because that, that means that I am wrong. And if I'm wrong, Well, then what does that mean? This kind of goes into the whole mindset theory of fixed versus growth mindset. It's like some people can look at taking a loss in trading as, okay, well, it's just a loss. That doesn't mean anything about me specifically. That is just part of the job. Others take it personally and say, oh, well, if I take a loss, I must be a loser. And then if your ego is not so into feeling like a loser, that can be very problematic. And you might see your losses grow and grow and grow. He tells the story in the book of not actually being able to get out of his trade, not that he couldn't, but just that he didn't. And the people in his office actually had to come in and like hit the buttons on his computer to finally get him out at that huge loss. He couldn't even do it himself. So I absolutely loved that book just because it was such a reflection of what could potentially happen if I was not super aware of how I am and how I tend to operate. So if you're into trading at all, check that out. And finally, I would say this one was maybe the top read of the year. Again, it's super hard for me to say that, but this could be it. I read The Places That Scare You by Pema Chodron. And what I loved so much about her work, and most especially in this book, is that she is showcasing the heart from the warrior perspective. And of course, that resonates so much with my work. My whole thing with Heart Path is all about having the courage to pursue your purpose, having the love, not as a romance and hallmark thing, but the love as this primal force to propel you forward into your destiny. It's all about the warrior spirit. So everything, of course, she was talking about it from a Buddhist perspective, which I don't come from that viewpoint, but it's awesome. I highly, highly recommend that book, The Places That Scare You by Pema Chodron. If you're interested in what else I'm reading, I'm on Goodreads. You can always follow me there. Just look up Mindy Kinnis and you will find all of my reads. So finally, to wrap up this show, I wanted to share just a few personal highlights from 2021. First and foremost are the friendships that I have created by getting into trading. This was a surprise to me because I don't generally seek out you know, networking or big groups of people or even meeting new people that often. And just in some of the classes that I took, to learn trading, I was able to connect with so many awesome people, and some of them have become like a little sister to me or an accountability partner. And that is so awesome. As much as I love trading, it's like that's just a cherry on top, having these new friendships in my life. So that has been awesome in 2021. Another highlight was launching my program, The Daily Rage, which is where I'm talking about. Learning trading. So, I've been doing daily videos for that since September and really just loving the community that has been built around that. All of these people are either aspiring traders or maybe earlier, or maybe they haven't yet started trading futures and they're coming together. And I love the support that they have for one another. I've been able to teach a couple classes now on trading. And that is just so fun. And here's what's even cooler. I started that whole thing with zero, (laughs) zero mailing list, zero social media, zero industry, anything. It's a whole brand new niche for me. So what I was able to do was take everything that I was doing for the Daily Rage and essentially showcase it to the members of the Lucra Collective. All of them are building their own businesses online, and I was able to say, okay, look, here's what I would do if I was starting from scratch. So they have watched it grow and seen you know, how I do a webinar or how I'm doing an email or all these things. They have gotten behind-the-scenes access, and I know that some of them have really, really loved that, watching it grow from nothing, just an idea, to launch to now a profitable community-based endeavor, which is freaking amazing. So that has been a huge, huge highlight. And by far, the top best thing about 2021 has been watching some of my clients and students succeed. There have been so many awesome things, everything from some people just literally just starting out and creating their LLC, you know, actually establishing this real thing out there in the world. So it's not just an idea in their head or something that they're talking about. They've put it out there. They have created websites. They've created sales pages. And all that is great, but even better are those who have generated sales. There have been people who pulled together brand new courses. They went through my lucrative courses program and they just went out and did it. They launched their stuff, they made money, and they got so much more confidence now that they can do it again. They can do it again with that course that they already sold, or they could make another course. There's so much potential when you learn how to do this stuff, when you learn how to make offers and make sales. And watching them do that is who it, it lights me up to no end. Most especially some of them have. Sold out courses (laughs) like that is amazing. And speaking of sold out, I'll just add this one in. I didn't even think of it until now, but my heart path retreat that is next November is already halfway sold out and it's not even 2022 yet. (laughs) This is amazing. So, just the potential like when you are clear on your purpose, when you are clear on your path when you allow your heart to make the decisions instead of all the bullshit stuff that's in your head, like the fears and the doubts and the insecurities and all of that crap, when you allow your heart to lead the way, this is what can happen. And it's not all glory and roses, let me be clear about that. But you can see these amazing bursts of light along the way, And that can fuel you to continue on. It is so fun for me to watch. It is so fun for me to be on this journey with all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. My wish for you for 2022 is really that you just have peace, that you have contentment. Now, I would love for you all to make a million dollars or whatever your goal is (laughs) next year. I would love for you all to you know, lose weight if that's what you need to do or find that love of your life if that's what you're looking for, whatever those things are. But ultimately, all that stuff is external. And the one key thing that you can focus on that you can control is your inner state of being, your well-being, your mindset, your heart set. All of those things are under your control. So my wish for you, for this coming year is that yes, it will be lucrative financially. I wish lots and lots of love for you in your life, whether that be romance or friendship or family, whatever. But mostly I wish for you great peace and great calm. Have an amazing new year and here's to 2022. Ready to make your dream your reality? Let's build your business so you can do what you are here to do. I invite you to join my inner circle, the Lucra Collective, a community of like minded entrepreneurs who got over the limiting belief that they needed to go it alone. Visit lucra.com to join today. That's L U C R A.com. Lucra, where wealth equals well being.